podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley battle line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Welcome to the mud. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another Spurs touchline. New Spurs order recording. I am your host, X-Pac from the New Spurs order today. and I'm joined by the rest of the cast. I don't need to ask how you guys are. I'm pretty sure we're all feeling the same way, but I'll introduce you guys anyway. Dave, how are we doing? Not good, but you know what? I got my scotch and my, you know my whiskey to keep me going through. <coughs> Let's see if we can get through this, man. Because my guys on the me, harder stuff. <laughs> I, have to, I have to reach for it, bro. <laughs> today it's been a tough two, three hours. I hope it's stronger than the Godfather's Maker's Mark because you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> Tops, how you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm down bad, bro. I'm down bad, mate. Just when I thought uh, I get a bit of respite in the off season, these men continually, continually drag me in to make me feel even shitter and shitter, mate. I'm down bad, mate. I'm down bad, but I'm good. I'm here, bro. I'm here, man. <laughs> Pleasure to be joined, Yo, Scott Hall of the NSO. What are you saying? Uh I was uh, contracted in. Uh, Due to my commitments to Touchline Hotspurs, uh, weren't we all? Weren't we all? Because uh, uh, I, I officially don't watch football, so I'm just here you know, uh, fulfilling my con- contractual obligations. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this crap no more. I don't have the capacity. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> say no more, say no more. And Sai, aka Kevin Nash, having to show face after beefing the touchy gooners lot. How you feeling? Yeah, man, they're touchy by name, touchy by nature, man. Boy, but they're down bad too, innit? We're both in the mud. Like the man, that, uh, the guys that had the uh, what was it, the tug of war with the girls and lost. That's how I'm <laughs> feeling at the minute. We are in the mud. We've got grass stains all over our garments. It's mad out here. Boy. Well, before we get into, into all this, man, this is podcast is brought to you by Fanslide. A new age fantasy football, which is in play. Live, feeding off up to stats 
and it's been in full flow during the Euros. So really don't miss out. You do get to win cash prizes based on your overall performance and based on each game that you can finish within the money if you finish in a high enough position. Um, I played it earlier. I did quite well. Finished just outside the money. Um, whacked in some Denmark defenders early on. Managed to get them some uh, clean sheet points. And if, my word, if you didn't put in Kevin De Bruyne as he came on at half time, I don't know what you're doing. Um, yeah, managed to get a fair few points off that. Managed to finish, as I say, just outside the money. If you feel like you can do better, you probably can. It's free to sign up. So feel free to do so. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, boy, we got the Euros going on, actually. So I'll, I'll start on a slightly um, kind of more neutral note. So we've got the Euro watch. We've got a fair few players been involved in uh, in some of our games. Uh, firstly, we had uh, Kane against Croatia. Obviously, he's been linked with a move away to Man City or perhaps maybe uh, another cash-rich club. Who who managed to see the England game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Us play. I think it's pretty unanimous. He was quite poor, quite quiet. It's pretty, pretty, pretty anonymous. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize he was even there. We gotta call him Ghost from now on. He was ghosting. <laughs> yeah, ghosting Ken. He, he flickered in and out of the game. To be honest with you, uh, a bit disappointing. But flickered is funny. <laughs> flickered, you know what? Like, like a glitch. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's disrespectful, bro. Yeah, you're, you're saying you're saying a lot of the time he wasn't visible. Bro, I was like, can you see me? <laughs> <laughs> well, he is now a character in a video game now. So, I mean, maybe he's uh, he's just been making more appearances on that. Um, lucky he is on that. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, a slightly more positive note. So we had the three other players involved. One who may or may not be coming back. Probably not. But Toby and Rodon played. Um Rode on for Wales. Uh, Yao, I believe you saw the Wales game. Yeah. Um, what Rodon, did you make of Joe Rodon? I think he had a good game. I think he's... I've, honestly, I've, they're, they're, I've seen enough of him throughout the season to have some sort of little bit of faith if he was paired up with a very good centre-back um, partner. Uh, for Wales, it's a bit different because they got that whole, you know, brotherly uh, dynamic in that team. So... It doesn't really matter who his partner is. They're all going to die for each other on that team. So um, he had a good game. He made sure that uh, Yilmaz, uh, the Turkish striker, who had, he's, he's had a stink of a tournament so far, but he made sure that, you know, he reduced the amount of uh, threat he had uh, coming towards the Wells goal. Uh, and Wells, for, for the game in general, I think they gave the, a very good account of themselves and deserved the victory. So uh, it was good to see Rodon have a good game uh, at this international stage and uh, hopefully it continues. And Gareth Bale, I have to mention, sorry, Dave, you go. No, I was going to say, did you see um, Ben Davis try to start a punch-up? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw the, the uh, punch-up. It's like, Listen, but, yeah, that is, that is the most passion I've seen from that guy. In about 10 years. Yeah, but my, 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 my thing with the whole like starting a punch up is like anyone can do the whole I may don't 
Don't get Larry. Don't get anyone could do that. Yeah. I, what I wanted to see, yeah, is Yomas give man an Ottoman punch in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be, if he caught him and he came back, then I would have been like, oh, there's some sort of heart there. Davis is a real man. We should keep him. But all of that yaka yaka yaka, bro. That's nothing for you. Bro. You're just chatting. Don't chat, bro. You got you got to hold one of that, and then and then we could talk about it. I was going to be fully shameless coming in here if Turkey had won, man. I've, I've been obviously uh, holding holding <laughs> off on my <laughs> on my heritage because uh, <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty shit still. So, <laughs> so I've been hiding it. Someone might have to edit the Turkish flag out for a piece on my on my card, but yeah, man, I was I was not impressed. Uh, Gareth Bell, though. Mm. Highly motivated, very good performance. He used us like David Lloyd clubs, mate. He did. You know, just, he did. I mean, he, played well. he, played, he played well. I, I, I watched quite a lot of the second half, and he was getting them into great areas. Um, great assist for uh, Aaron Ramsey's goal. He unfortunately missed the like he missed the penalty, which was a bit of a poor one. But you know, he was lively every time the ball came to him. He was trying to get them into sort of advanced positions. He was finding his play, finding his teammates quite easily. And got he got another assist as well, like in the, like, the last couple of minutes. So it's, it's, it's annoying, man. Watching him is just annoying because mm-hmm. you know the minerals. You know the minerals is the you know the minerals are there. He's clearly a quality player. And now when I watch like how he's performing for Wales, it it really does make me question like his drive and his effort. To be honest with you, um, at like certain points in the season for Spurs. Um, but I can't fault him, man. He, he he did what he has to do, and I suppose it's for his country, so it's, it's different, isn't it? But mm. yeah, but he's, he's done his thing. There's two things that like I think people don't really like highlight with Bells, but I don't know people be like, oh, like the manager didn't help and all that kind of stuff. My thing is this year, like I'm gonna say something that actually defends Bell, and I'm gonna say something that doesn't defend Bell. Yeah, so what defends Bell and his performances for Wales is Players like Aaron Ramsey are always on the move. They're always yeah. making that darting run, yeah? Bell will find you, yeah? Where Spur- in Spurs, Jose with Mason, there weren't that, like, third man, fourth man run from midfield that would make that darting... Like, you didn't see it. You didn't see it from Hoybier. You didn't see it from Endombele, who was clearly our best midfielder. You didn't see it from none of the midfielders. So that kind of, like, takes away from what, you know, the magic that Bell can do. But... On the flip side to that, in games in which Bell should have stepped up and really shown his class, he didn't. Yeah, and and that's what is probably more infuriating um, as a Spurs fan watching him for for Wales because obviously at international level it's a different story. It's the pride of the country as opposed to the pride of like an area in London. Yeah, but man, man's like doing doing freaking. Like Davido, come come listen to my freaking concert and everything. Yeah, when when right now we needed him to perform for us, but it is what it is at the end of the day. I think I think international football suits him better at this current stage of his career. I think there's a little bit more time and space on the ball. That's what we saw. I think on in that game. Um, I think the Premier League is probably a bit too fast for him getting back into obviously any sort of fitness. Or whatever. Obviously, yeah, the horror show over the past two years. And I think we saw that, obviously, he performed well in the games where he got time and space. I mean, against Crystal Palace, Burnley, them kind of teams there. As soon as you put a bit of pressure on us, like in the Derby, the North London Derby, 
he, he wasn't he wasn't up to scratch. So I think it's interesting to see if you know who they got next. They got Italy. Let's see what he does against an actual team that's going to put him under that kind of pressure. Italy are going to put the man under the cosh, bruv. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't see what they did to to size Bredrins, bruv. Uh, that's look, <laughs> look look. I went across the road and spoke to my man yeah, and said, "Yo, yo, Yusuf." I'm sorry, ain't it? I apologize. <laughs> what that man did was out of order. What they did was out of order. You didn't deserve that. Uh, we've not been the same. I say we Tur- Turkey haven't been <laughs> been the same since Colin Kazim got uh, chucked out the team. So, yeah, man, they deserve what they're getting. Isn't it? <laughs> Representation matters. You heard it here first. Now, uh, on, on bail, it, it did make me think like. Of, of all the players that are in the Spurs squad, the only one who does make that third man run and arrive late in the box is one, Dele. Bambi Dele. And yeah, my man was nowhere to be found on the pitch with Bale. So I think we missed the trick there, to be perfectly honest, because that's the type of profile of player that would mesh well with uh, a Gareth Bell. Um, but yeah, it's spilt milk, man. That man's not coming back to our club. Yeah, he's not. He's not, man. No, I think with uh, with Ancelotti now joining Real Madrid, I think he said he wants to try and keep Bale. Um, it's one of those as well. Like when he's playing for Wales as a luxury player, he is facilitated by essentially the rest of the team, bar Aaron Ramsey and maybe Daniel James. But the rest of the team essentially makes sure that they do all of the dog work around him, and he can. He can express himself, and it was hard for for Bale. Like it's not necessarily a Mourinho thing either. It's just hard to facilitate a player like that when you've already got Kane and you've already got Son and players like Ndombele as well, who who are luxury players who mainly facilitating also. So it was just always going to be a bad thing and a bad and, a, and a, essentially a mismatch. Like I would only really have flirted with uh, Bale coming back if uh, if and when we, we do get rid of Kane. But uh, I guess another one, um, well enough, I don't know if anyone caught the Belgium v Denmark game. Um, it's still of my opinion that we would still suit a three at the back with our current crop of players with a few additions and Odevai World played in the back three for Belgium. Looked pretty assured to me. Um and helped his team get a win. Um, I don't know if anyone else saw that. But... Yeah, it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, that first half yeah. was, a bit, was a bit choppy. Um, but as soon as they brought on De Bruyne, that just opened it up. Like, mm. and then him, and then the two Hazard, the Hazard brothers. It just, it just got, it got very messy very quickly. So, um, yeah, they, they were definitely in control in the second half. Toby didn't have much to do, um, and it'll be interesting to see if if he does stick around and we do play like a back three. You know what kind of um, impact that has for him. All right, yeah, that's I agree. It's, right, well, there's I guess there's no point putting off the inevitable. Um, one bit of good news which did get swallowed up, I guess, is Human Sons agreed a new deal. Apparently, I don't know if he's put pen to paper yet. If I was, if I was him, objectively, I would probably hold off because what looked to be a sure done deal for our next manager looked to be Vanessa. Um, I definitely come around to that appointment. It looked like it had all been signed, sealed 
he's gone on holiday to Ukraine to to chill before coming and um, finalising the deal. And then out of nowhere, earlier today, while I was having a lovely old day in Legoland, we uh, we've we've done a fat U turn and gone for Gennaro Gattuso, who, as of was it today, he resigned from Fiorentina. Yeah, it was either today or yesterday. He he resigned from Fiorentina after only being there for three weeks, um, apparently due to not being able to agree on the direction of the club and what players to sign. Fiorentina wanting to focus on buying young and nurturing. He wants to sign proven talent. So he's resigned, and we've uh, we've we've essentially got in for him. Um. To be fair, that profile of um, manager and those kind of demands, I guess, would suit um, your kind of thoughts on a coach, Yao, I believe. Maybe not someone who's um, necessarily like a potter, maybe not a coach. You'd like someone who wants to avoid a rebuild as much as possible, um, sign proven players. So what was your initial thoughts? On the whole thing, on Catusa Fiorentino or uh, just so joining us over Finesca. So my whole issue is not necessarily is the type of rebuild. Yeah. So I always feel like teams should try and rebuild within five year cycles. So technically, within Poch's fourth to fifth season, we should have been looking at getting rid of a lot of the older dead weight or the players that wouldn't necessarily be useful for us in their latter years um, bring in a lot more like have a one season kind of massive rebuild where we bring in like six or seven or maybe even four or five you know younger talents that we could possibly push on into the first team the following season I'm at that point with Spurs in general where I look at our team and I think to myself there's way too many older players in our squad that we can't get rid of. And there's players that are roughly around their prime that don't want to stay. So we don't even have the luxury of, say, going for uh, a short-term rebuild, which would be, you know, get yourself some proven winners or proven players in certain positions and stem the tires. We bring in the younger lot. We're at the point now where we're on a full rebuild, whether we like it or not. Like, we're actually at that point. I'll be deadly surprised if uh, we were able to stem the tie for one more season, which I heavily doubt. So when we were looking at the candidates, I was like, Potter is not somebody who I wanted, and I made it clear on the basis of I wasn't willing to go through a long-term rebuild. I'm still not willing to go through a long-term rebuild, but I wanted somebody who could, at least in my mind, stem the tie until we get to the point where we've got the right bodies in the right places. And I never thought for one second that Potter could do that at all. Um, When Conte's name was thrown into the bag, I was like, okay, fine. Now we're talking. We have to just, you know, get one or two, maybe even three or four bodies in just to calm him down for one season. You know, just as we, like, get rid of the dead weight, that fell through. I was like, all right, fine. Fonseca comes in. 
I'm like, he's just going to have to deal with what he gets. That's how I saw him. That's the kind of candidate I thought he was. Now we're looking at Catuso. <laughs> oh, Catuso. Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, uh. listen. You Jeez. know, you know it's bad, yeah? When a guy got promoted with a club. I think the name of the club was Pizza, Pizza or something like that. I can't remember. Got promoted with the club. Quit. Came back. Got relegated. Quit. Yeah? Let me run that back. Yeah? Let, let me run this all back. Because this ain't the first time he's done something like this. Yeah? He went to freaking Milan. 18 months. Got sacked. These times, most of the AC Milan fans thought, yeah, they can make a push for top four. He missed out on that. Got sacked. Went Napoli. Hmm. Run it back. Yeah. 18 months again. Thought, yeah. Most of the Napoli fans thought, yeah, all right, yeah, we can make a push for top four. Didn't make it. Got sacked. This guy should have got top four as well. They screwed it on the last game of the season. Imagine that. Yeah. This guy. And I don't even want Brendan. Yeah. You see, I'm not about this life. Yeah. Look, I've suffered for too long as a Spurs fan. I'm too buff for this, yeah? My my buff face should not be having to go through misery on a regular basis, yeah, with this freaking squad that I have to do. I should be <laughs> celebrating silverware. The, you, see, you see when we win cups, yeah, and they do the parade? The people outside should see me. They should be like, yo, that guy, he's good looking, yeah? He's part of a winning team. That's what they should be doing. Not looking at me thinking, yo, that good guy over there, he good looking, but his team stinks. So I bet he stinks too. No, I don't stink. I smell like freaking Arm- Armani Cole, bro. This is the nonsense that our club has done to us. Yeah. Gattuso stayed 22 days. That's Monday through to Sunday, twice, and some change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy... Decided, yeah. This guy decided, laughing there, but bro, this guy decided, yeah, that it was on the 22nd day, yeah. So, not on the seventh day after God has you know created the earth and given us the seas and the fishes and the freaking animals, not after that, on the 22nd day, this guy decided, yeah, you guys ain't about that, I'm gonna quit. What do you think he's going to do when he touched down at Spurs and we tell him, you're keeping down? He's going to bounce. I don't <laughs> think Gattuso is going to want to keep Dyer. I can't lie. Like, just to give some like wider context on it, like, y'all uh, <coughs> touched on his wonderful, colourful record there. So, his first experience at a club called Sion, he got sacked after three months. Palermo, sacked after six games. Wow. Crete, um, I think I've said that right. He resigned, then joined again, and then resigned again two months later. Pizza finished bottom of Serie C. Uh, Milan finished sixth and fifth. I did watch a video on his tactics earlier, and essentially, and the la- the last part of this is going to be quite funny. In in possession, it was uh, three four three. Out of possession, four five one. But what was most potent to me was. Apparently, his biggest weakness in his teams was an uncoordinated press. But he would, I guess, just shout aggressively to press. 
Where have I heard this before? Scary. Uh, Napoli finished fifth after managing to be fourth pretty much the whole season. Could have finished fourth. Um, dropped points last day of the game and then Fiorentina left after three weeks. There was a bit of controversy to say that oh, there was um, an issue with Vanesca's tax benefits and apparently he couldn't get it in the UK and that's why the deal fell through. I think that's BS personally. Um, it looks like this is the thing as well. We need to be getting on Paratici's neck because this is definitely his first choice in my opinion. Um, as soon as he resigned from Fiorentina, he's just gone. You turned away from Finesca, then, uh, then essentially gone for Gattuso. Basically, what looks to be off the field reasons. So, yes, he's he's probably going to be demanding. Yes, I think he's probably going to be quite harsh on what is essentially Deadwood players at our club. And he um, has to be facilitated by Jorge Mendes, who's his uh, agent, is a super agent, and can apparently sign or has open access or first choice to a lot of his clients. Uh, and it's a great clientele list, I have to say. But on the pitch... Um, boy, it's it's looking very scary. So, um, I'll go to you first, Tops. What do you make of the whole Paratici thing and uh, the Catuso appointment with that wider context now? Uh, now in the picture. Um, I mean, initially with the Paratici appointment, I think it was positive. Um. I feel like uh, this is a this is an appointment that we've needed for a long time. Um, we kind of know all the work that Dan Levy's done um, on the business front, and obviously he obviously takes a lot of flack for some decisions he's made on the football inside. So you know why not give the role to someone who has done this role, a sporting director sort of role, director of football role, um, and I've I have kind of felt positive about it. But as more and more information is coming out, um, as this Gattuso situation unfolds, as some of the transfers that we've been linked with starts to come out, I'm starting to feel not as positive as I, as I initially did. Um, personally, I was coming to terms with uh, Fonseca as a manager, um, his style of play, um, what tactics he could probably bring and the fact that, you know, he could form a decent relationship with Paratici. But the fact that they've now made a U-turn on this and we've gone in the direction of Gattuso does make me now think that Paratici is maybe bringing in people that he knows or people that he feels... Um, yeah, it's scary. He wanted to meet Juventus. Uh, I can't imagine why, but yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the profile of the, of the, of the club in terms of the bigger picture, and I just don't see how someone like Gattuso works based on what he's done in the past, um, based on his own personal history off the pitch and on the pitch. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm at a loss at this point because I just don't know how a manager like that with his record could suddenly stump up at um, Hotspur Way and... Um, tell players like Harry Kane and Son and Domble, Lloris, you know, based on what he's done in terms of his managerial career, 
I just don't see how it works. I don't see why Tottenham would go in this direction. Um, for once, I actually don't feel like Levy is at fault, but I suppose if it's all being directed, <laughs> it's all being directed by Paratici. I mean, this is a completely different. This is a completely different ball game. Um, it's completely underwhelming, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to fit into words. It's really hard to fit into words. I mean, Dave, sorry, like, I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on this initially? And um, do you have any rebuttals to the whole, like, does Livy get any flag for this? Yes. Yeah. I would yeah. agree. Um, yeah, boys, well, take well, the floor. Well, the thing about, well, can I just say, I think of beyond course. this whole situation, even with regards to this manager situation, I feel like I've stood up for him for quite a while, but I feel like now, this whole situation where we are now in the middle of we're in the middle of June, halfway almost a quarter way through the tournament, <clears throat> about a month and a half away from the season beginning, like he's clearly now showing that I don't think he's fit for this job running Spurs. I I, I believe he's now showing gross negligence in the way that he's managed this whole situation, especially this last year at Tottenham. And I actually do feel that it's finally properly time for him to go. I really do believe that he has put himself in a position where he doesn't have the trust of the fans at all. We do not trust what he's going to say. We do not trust what he's going to do. We don't even trust the people that he employs because he's made so many bad decisions time and time again. And What's so damning about this is that if he had just listened to Pochettino when we were at our we were at our peak, this would all be avoided. And his own stubbornness, his own his own his own ridiculous manner to want to save and to make these hardline decisions for the football club has actively come to backfire him like a year, two years down the line. And I actually feel like now he he can't be rid of any blame. He has to go. There's no there's no way about it. It's so disappointing because we've got ourselves into this decent position, but he's just fucked it time and time again. Time and time again. I'm absolutely sick of it now. Sick. So, I didn't think any uh, or much focus would end up coming on Levy, but I almost forgot. Like, I, I genuinely thought coming into this pod before today that, that we would probably struggle to make like a full podcast. Um, I see Paratici was officially announced. They, he did a little video, obviously introducing himself, said hello to the fans, yada, yada. Uh, more potently, Levy um, did a little press release video on the main account that essentially said um, that we are looking to rectify mistakes. We're going to be looking to spend the summer. Um, but yeah, like, I, I can't I can't shy away from the fact that he he really wanted someone of, of Pochettino's profile. I thought Finesca was probably like the best of those candidates which fit that profile being an ex-centre-back, um, progressive thinking manager, gets the best out of his players, young and old, in my opinion, etc., etc. And then just to double that um, U-turn and let Paratici go for, for Catuso seems well to me. Um, so I'll go, I'll go to Sai. Sorry, I'll... Dave, what was you going to say? He deserves blame because two weeks ago, he decided that he didn't want to he didn't want to give Conte an extra couple man on his staff. He wanted to keep Ledley King and Ryan Mason with their iPads on the third row of the of the touchline, whatever. Right? Scary. Could have had yeah. Conte could have had Conte locked up, 
I guarantee you this. If Conte is locked up two weeks ago, right? Signed, sealed, delivered. Then Gattuso leaves um, Fiorentina and no one's talking about it. The only reason why this situation has come to where it is is because when, you, when you're ready to get the guy that we should have got, like a top-class manager, you backed out for your own pride or wanted to advance men like Ledley. Like I said on that on the pod two weeks ago or whatever, Ledley can, can sit down. Sit down, take the under-18s and learn from the environment that Conte is going to put in place. But you don't do that. You try to keep, you know control of things more than you should do. Then you're left with Fonseca. Now you're left with um Paratici's man really. That's what that's really what we've got. Um and and again like you said he made a video saying we're gonna rectify mistakes and it looks like you're just making another one. <laughs> I think, I think that's, that that's that's where I have to sort of uh, admit that I think I'm doing a full hill turn. Uh Levy you expelled me. The League of Extraordinary Baldies. We cut ties <laughs> with you, my guy. You can go off and make your own little wolf pack version or whatever it is. But yeah, this is our time, man. New Spurs order in full effect. Because boy, oh boy, oh boy, I can't deal with it anymore. It's, it goes back to the uh, Mourinho assignment for me, or appointment, I should say. I think we all, we all could admit that at the time where where Poch actually got fired, I think we could all smell it. I think we could all deal with it. I think we could all understand it to an extent. I personally wanted him to be given more time, but I won't begrudge somebody who's running a football club to make a decision to stop the bleeding. But when you try and take a shortcut and hire someone like Mourinho, who profile-wise wasn't a good match, Attitude-wise, wasn't a good match. Resource-wise, wasn't a good match. You just back yourself in a corner. So now we're left with a bunch of players who were bought to facilitate that man's wishes, who now also need flogging. And now we're, we're, we're in an even worse position because not only has the damage been done, but the, the feeling around the club is totally destroyed. Like one of the things that we can all we can all sit here and agree on is Poch made us feel connected to the club again. Not just because we were successful relative to our position, but because there were idealistic sort of sentimental things that we could hang on to. So even when he was struggling, you go, ah, oh, he's a good dude. Like, let's try and give him give him our support. Like nobody ever turned on Poch. Now we're in a position where we're potentially hiring a guy who's gonna come in with a severed reputation. Like, we're talking about a guy who, first and foremost, we remember the most because he headbutted our assistant, uh, what was it? Uh, a man in his 60s by the name of Joe Jordan. Precisely. So he's headbutted Joe Jordan d- during our Champions League game. Mm-hmm. And then over, over, the course of, over the course of maybe the last 10 years, he's had a, a bunch of high-profile uh, sort of quotables that make him come off as either homophobic, racially insensitive or racist, whichever one you want to choose, and also somebody who is misogynistic. So it's like, come on, man. Like, we're, we're, we're going from someone who's beloved because he created, like, a, a family-type atmosphere around the club 
where everyone was buoyant, everyone bought into his ideas and his philosophy, to a guy that's a bit of a dinosaur but is still sometimes a little bit charming, to an absolute cock of a man. Like, it's mad. It's mm. mad out here. Like, we're going to have sections of the fans who just don't fuck with him just by virtue of, of, of his beliefs. So the football is always going to take a back seat. It's, it's, it's madness to me, man. And coming off the back of Levy saying that he wanted to restore the Tottenham DNA, like, what? Mm. All, all, all we're really going to see is people people cussing out black players, isn't it? Like that, that's, that's, that's what it's going to nurture back in. They're going to feel, they're going to have the battery in their back. They're going to be booing the knee. All of that bullshit, man. That's, that's that's my worst case scenario. I remember there being uh, a lot of raised eyebrows when Catuso uh, took uh, Bakayoko over from AC Milan to Napoli. Even after all of these comments, it was like that's the guy I want. Um, but yeah, it's it's so I think, crazy. I don't I don't I don't know how old you man, but do you remember MSN MSN Messenger? Of course. Yeah. 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 MSN Messenger. Let me, let me talk so I met my wife. Let me talk. <laughs> How I caught it in the wife, yeah. I should say. I, I met her in person. Yeah. I'm not one of you millennials. <laughs> so let's, let's face it, yeah. So Emerson Messenger, you'd, you'd be on it, yeah. And then you know when one one thing just pops up, oh, let me talk to her. Then another one pops up, oh, let me talk to her. Then the next one pops up, let me talk to her. And the one you tell the story about next day at school is the one that was on last. That's what Dan Levy is doing right now with our managerial research. If a one pops up, yeah, let me talk to her, innit? And then another one pops up. Let me talk hey, to her. Hey, my size, what are you saying? He's just on it for the younger for the younger listeners, it's a Snapchat thing, innit? But still, like I can't there's no logic to it because if you look at everyone we've been linked with, some of them fit into this um, you know, like a Venn diagram, right? Let me take you back to school even further. Some of them fit into this circle, then some of them fit into this circle. Some of them fit into the middle bit. There's no pattern to it. It's just whoever's online. That's who he's talking to. And I'm, that's why I feel like he still gets the blame for me. He's brought Paratici in and he's allowed a man that's been in the club for a week to have us, you know, to give us one, again, probably the most embarrassing moment we've had all year. And we've had some pretty bad embarrassing moments. That's 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 unforgivable, man. Unforgivable. Well, my, my, my additional take on this with Levy and why I feel like I have felt for a long while that he is to blame for a lot of this, like, debacle that we're absolutely going through, is the Amazon documentary exposed a lot of stuff that that I actually believe... You know when Trippier was saying there's been some issues at the clubs, you know, you know, like, I don't really want to go into it, blah, blah, blah. Just before he left... Back then, I thought Triple was just chatting. I was like, "Big man, you're you're dry anyway. Like, so just get sold and stop talking about the club and saying that there's issue." Trippier was trying to warn us, yeah. But what Trippier didn't say is that we are in the end game now, yeah. <laughs> Iron Man told us this in Age of Ultron. I wasn't listening. I thought he was talking about Thanos. Little did I know he was talking about, <laughs> yeah. We are in the end game, lads. And let me break it down for you. Here's the reason why. Levy sits in the canteen while all the players are sitting down. So players can come up to him and be like, hey, your boss, is AC Milan looking at me? AKA Danny Rose. You are where you are right now. Clap for yourself. <laughs> that was my first alarm. 
I was like, yo, that's a massive red flag. I don't really like that, but cool, whatever, innit? We go past it. Then Levy stopped certain man being transferred because he himself liked those players and wanted to keep them at the club. I said, that's another red flag right there. I didn't really like it. But like most things in life, three is the magic number. Nine times out of ten, we want it to be a hat-trick in favour for Spurs. But unfortunately, this hat-trick is not in favour for Spurs. It's against us. And it's been against us since 2000 and bloody one. Levy hit the third hat-trick when I realised he was negotiating with Conte over three million, but gave 15 million no answer to Jose. I said, God damn, we struck absolute dog crap. That's what we've got, yeah? Do you know the maddest thing about that three million is that's how much his pay rise was. <laughs> imagine, imagine, yeah? It's imagine. filthy. It's yeah. the he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball freely. He has to go. Look, this guy, this guy should not even be allowed. Yeah, look, some of us, you know, we may be from other parts of the world, you know, other parts of London, other parts of England, all that kind of stuff. I'm born and raised. North London, Tottenham, down the road, see the stadium once I come out my front door. I'm there. If I see Levy in my ends, like <laughs> face to face, you man, I'm not going to be on the pod no more because it's GH on site. I'm breaking noses, yeah? Like on site, I'm breaking. I'm breaking every single flipping bone in his face. That guy has taken me over the edge, yeah? Over the flipping edge. Push me to the edge. Why is my club so dead? That's how I feel, bro. Like this, this is mad. Like it, it is, it is poetic justice because I think, I think I um every time I've stuck my neck out, something bad has happened. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop for maybe a week, um, and then we'll get back to the shits once we, once we actually act like a respectable football organization, man. Like we still not got naming rights for the stadium either. That's the mad thing. <laughs> I just love how throughout this whole thing they've just been necking that whiskey hard. Sorry, Zach. Don't you think it's getting like it's okay and you can manage it? Something else just comes and hits us. Like we've just got nothing right in this last like two years, man. I I can't cobwebs on the manager's chair. Nothing has gone right. Everything that we've managed to do in this football club has just gone wrong. And size right. Everything stemmed right from that Mourinho, man, from that Mourinho appointment, it's just gone down and down and down. Like, it's inexcusable, man. There's nothing we can say about this bald fraud. Has to go, man. Has to go now. It's not- you know what, yeah? If, if I can say so, <clears throat> obviously you guys know me and I, I coach in it. So I'm always interested when the manager's coming in to see what his coaching style's like. I didn't even watch any of those Fonseca videos. People were putting out, he does this, he does that. I didn't even bother. Because for me, I was like, this club has screwed it up way too much. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's gone, like you said, it's indefensible. And, you know, yeah, I might be behind you, bruv. <laughs> you know what? Say less. Say less. You know what the funny thing is? Yo, man, slow down there, brother. Hold on, here's a joke. Yeah, I, uh, my, my God is a God of war, isn't it? You know what? Here's a joke. Yao, 
I'm in Croydon. So I'm on the other side, but I will Calm be there. Calm down. Listen, 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 listen. Let, <laughs> let, let me say let me say this from, from, from a man of God perspective. Yeah, yeah? no, no. no let, let, let me speak. Yeah. Look, before Christ, man man had to handle some business. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't you can't just come up to man and just be like, hey, 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 yeah, you might, you might just, just 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 a quick one, yeah. You couldn't do that. Levy has made me have to ask God himself if I could get a pass. Just a pass. One pass to whoop him completely. Yeah. After that, I'll be back on my good behavior, being, you know, a man of God, happily married, father of two great sons. I'll be back on I just need a pass. One free day. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, is one free day. I promise you I will make it into that stadium. I will find this guy and I will break noses. He has to go. He has to go. He has to, like, he has to go. I'm actually using it. He has to go. So this is what the supporters group should be saying, really, other than trying, I mean, you know, uh, trying not to be on this, uh, this chair of voting thing, whatever it is, because... I feel like uh, our supporters groups have have still been pretty silent. Um, what yeah, just making videos, making videos like this? Give surveys. Us our, give us our Tottenham back, please, please give us our Tottenham. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Find, finding as many as many like half-assed uh, diversity hires as they possibly could. Oh man! Right. Well, look, we're we're matching the criteria as well when we're actually spitting um, some valid things, other than uh other than those guys but yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy like the one thing i'm struggling with as well this whole this whole logic of appointing Kintuso purely because he's like his agent is able to give us access to certain players i mean yeah that's nice but like i mean what are we gonna do if if this Kintuso thing doesn't work out oh like would we hire like the the former manager of Tranmere rovers if mino raiola was his best mate Probably not. Like, uh, I just don't get it. And where um, obviously Levy does get a lot of flack and it's justified fully, I don't think Paratici has officially even started. I think he's officially like going to be he joining the club July, July 1st. in July. Yeah, July 1st. But, yeah, is official first day. I'm just wondering if we can do a U turn at this point because everything that seems to have surrounded him since his unofficial but official appointment has been negative even though we've been screaming out for a director of football for ages levy saying around and be like okay here you go and just given us this this incompetent person who only seems to want to maybe pluck players from syria pluck friends as a manager um it's really so like as much like as we're giving to levy um are there, sorry to cut you off. Are there like some really, really nice Italian restaurants in uh, North London or something? Because that's what I'm thinking. These managers here for a jolly up at this point. No, uh, there's no. I wouldn't be surprised no, if they just work from home. But I was only yeah, going to say that Paratici deserves as much flack as Levy at this point for me. Absolutely, that was just a point. There's no, there's no nice Italian restaurants in in North London that I can think of. But what I do know 
yeah, is that there are loads of Turkish restaurants. So, say it's time, yeah, you need to bring in all of them. Yusuf, Mehmet, all of them, man, them there, yeah, that we grew up with, you need to give them calls right now, yeah, because it's time, yeah. I didn't want to say it earlier, but I'm saying it now because my head's hot, yeah. Call them, man, yeah. Tell them, don't worry, I'll look after a few of their stores because I know where they're situated and all that kind of stuff. Mm. All them, man, that are in that snooker club, call them down, bruv. It's time. It's time, bruv. I've had enough. I've had... Levy, Paratici, Fabio, kind of, I don't care. And all of them have to get it. Everyone has to get it. <laughs> like, oh. right, right now, what do you think turns the situation around in the short term? Because the way I'm looking at it now, Jesus, especially with Jesus, yeah, a miracle. With the pending season coming, preseason going to be all over the shop. Transfer policy all over the shop. Deadwood still in in place. No new deals looking on the horizon. No manager even in place. Like you could arguably say that this season, like like your like y'all said at the beginning, this next season could easily be a write off even before it's already started. Like, how do we stem the tide? At this point, do you know what? Other, other, other than prayer and vitamins and all of that good stuff, <laughs> literally, I think we've we've shown that we're like the football equivalent of the fire fest. So Daniel Levy needs to double down and show us his negotiation skills and go back for Conte, mate. Get that deal over the line. That that that's the only way to set things straight, man. That's the only thing as well. Like, it, I don't really have an answer for that, personally, to be honest, Tops. I mean, Levy's going to be sipping that unicorn blood. He's going to stay alive forever. He's going to be at Spurs forever, um, most likely. So, yeah, with this appointment of Katusa and Paratici, I don't think anything turns it around in the short term. There we go. Um, but that said, we still have to flirt with the idea and try and speculate what's going to happen in the summer. Um, the only thing I do think Katusa will essentially bring with Paratici is we will be looking to sell off and get rid of Deadwood but it's um, the players will be bringing in it looks like Kane will definitely leave now with Katusa coming in there's no way he's going to be appeased by that I don't blame him Son might even withdraw the new contract he agreed to sign verbally Um but with he likes his he likes his empty house too much, man. He's not oh, going anywhere. I felt quite bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> his dad said, "No distractions." No, his dad's, no, his no, dad's no. gonna have to come and live with him, with his brother grilling him about his final loss every day. Well, his two final losses now. Um, but yeah, with Kane probably imminently leaving, and Peretici seemingly liking to probably pluck players from Syria. Uh, we've been linked with a couple of players from Syria. Um, Dan Soft was kind enough to drop in a few links, which got um, which got put forward nearly 24 hours ago. So the foresight is pretty good. So you got that Vlahovic of Gattuso's former team, Fiorentina, even though he probably would have never even seen him or spoke to him in his life because this is the thing. Everyone's supposed to be on holiday, yet all this is happening. Uh, crazy. So you got Flahovic and uh, Stefan Devry. I've been seeing a lot linked to the club. Um, yeah, what do we think of those players? Not interested in either. Devry. Not interested. Experienced commanding defender. Not interested. Never. He's never been commanded. Not interested. And he he, he plays unless times have changed. 
he, he was playing for my Italian Inter Milan team. I'm not interested, yeah? Big man, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I wanted Skriniar. I still want Skriniar. If I'm not getting Skriniar, I'm not interested, yeah? As for as for the, the Vlad man, I do not care for his potential. I don't give a flying crap for what he can do on YouTube. I do not want him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is there is there anyone else that be will be appeased by by those signings in any I way? Shape I, mean, I, I, I like I like yeah I like the look of um, Vlahovic, um, fourth top scorer in Serie A, um, led the line quite well and scored all types of goals. He looks like a big sort of striker, typical sort of nine, gets in the box. Likes to be in and around the uh, six-yard area as well, but also does a lot of work outside of it. Seems, seems to hold it up well. Um, does a lot of dribbling. Seems a little bit one-footed for my liking, but, I mean, he is young and scored that many goals um, in Serie A. Um, it's fairly impressive, so there's definitely something um, of potential there. Um, whilst, I mean, we should be thinking of replacements for Kane because Kane is probably on the way out. Like my priority still is the defense. I just feel like the defense is the primary problem we have at Tottenham at the moment. And um, players like Stefan Devay, I mean, doesn't fill me with confidence. But I feel like there's two kind of profiles of defenders that I would like to see us get. I would like to see us get a very good, experienced um, defender who is confident on the ball, confident in the tackle. But also want us to see us get like a young, with a young sort of uh, defender with like lots of potential and preferably uh, Premier League experience. Um, if I'm looking at Devry and I'm comparing him to Skriniar and like players like Demiral, I mean, um, I've not watched enough of Devry to be able to say, but I do like Skriniar. Obviously, he's coming off the back of a winning season in the Scudetto. And um, Demiral as well has played quite a high level, not just internationally, but also for Juventus. So these are probably players I'd prefer. Um, I'm also kind of funny about defenders in this age sort of range. I feel like whilst he's experienced, he's kind of on the latter sort of age, which I would be happy to take if it was more like 20, 25, 26, 27. But I understand he's like 28 or 29, um, which mm-hmm. for me is probably... Um, I think I was looking at them saying that it was a, it was a double deal with him and Brozovic, which are players who are both 28 or 29, which I think for Tottenham right now is probably not the kind of profile of defense of, of players we should be we should be getting. But I mean, Vlahovic, I'd be into absolutely, absolutely. So the um, the thing is, like, I, I I'm still not totally convinced that Harry Kane gets sold. Um, I just don't think there's enough time for us to really do anything with the money and like if there's any any indication from endeavors of past from daniel levy is he's stubborn as shit so he's going to hold out and that will either benefit us or it will cripple us um i felt a little bit bad when when harry kane hit the post against croatia like when i say hit the post his body hit the post i saw hope that he was injured so he had to stay but that's just me being a bit bad mind um, on Vlahovic, I did speak to um, Courtside's, Courtside's uh, resident Serb, Oggy. Uh, he's he's a big fan of all things uh, Serbia, so 
uh, Jokic and all of those guys, uh, Djokovic. Um, so I did ask him and he said, Serbia ain't had a top striker in years, but he looks all right. Looks a bit pacier than we've had and less of a wet wipe. He's so young as well, but he's no cane and he won't get to that level. So that was his expert opinion, uh, which dampened uh, my excitement and uh, made me scared of shit. <laughs> made me scared of shit of losing Harry Kane and getting an unproven uh, Serbian international striker who I personally have never seen play. So uh, all respects to um, the links and things, but I'm not sold. Um, and I hope Harry Kane is not sold because we will well and truly be not only in the mud, but in the depths of shit and piss. Well, that uh, that ending was um, very potent and eloquently put. Thank you, sir. That was um, that stampened my uh, my um, thoughts <laughs> on Flavovich as well. Right, but nice. My <laughs> thing is, um, I, I do think he's a talent. I do truly, but my problem is. Essentially, so players signed. Well, you got the top five leagues and players. I, in my opinion, signed from Syria when they come to the Premier League, as opposed to any other league coming to the Premier League. Players from from there just don't seem to translate their ability that well because the league. I mean, Syria has ability. Don't get me wrong, but the the leagues are just so so different in terms of tempo. The referees control the game a lot more in Syria as well. You can buy fouls of them a lot more frequently and easier. And for me, like you've, you've had some great strikers that have ventured out of Syria and not been able to translate their, their form on an ability recently is as Chiro Mobile went to Dortmund, couldn't do anything, but yeah, he's a bagsman in Syria. Uh, Christoph Piatek, who we were looking like we were going to sign at one point, looked like a, beast at Genoa and looked like he was doing well at AC Milan and he's just completely faded off um, yeah Balotti as well he's just been rotting in, in Syria even though he looked like a bagsman at first yeah like it, it wouldn't fill me with optimism I feel like Stefan De Vrij, I would take but I feel like I would I would definitely rather Skriniar or Demiral uh, Brozovic is a Croatian granite Xhaka. He's a bozo. I definitely don't want him. Um, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Yeah, Vlahovic, I think if we were to maybe end up um, selling Harry Kane and we were to bring in Vlahovic, we'd have to bring in a Prem proven oh, forward and or striker with him um, who's just essentially more accustomed to league. My choice would be Danny Ings. Um, and yeah, hopefully whoever this new manager is. I mean, I want to jinx it this time. I said on the last two pods that I didn't want to jinx Conte. I didn't want to jinx uh, Fonseca. But I do want to jinx Gattuso now. No, no, I say you don't want to jinx it. That's how it works. Yeah, no, I don't, no, I don't no want to jinx it. On us, I'm telling you, man. All I want to say is I just want, I want this new manager to at least manage to facilitate Son playing as a more of a central forward rather than a winger. Because that's where we're going to get a lot of our goals. Um, other players we've been linked with, promisingly, Tarek Lamptey. I take it we're, we'll probably all have him because Aurier looks inevitable to be uh, to be leaving. 
Okay, I, cool. I like I like lamb tea. I don't like the price that they bought. Yeah, I'm the same. What's the I, price? What's the, what's the price? Forty-five to fifty mil. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, I thought it was close yeah. to thirty. Wow. Wow. Nah. Jesus. Oh, is that because he signed a new contract? Yeah. No, it's actually so. Basically, the so Ben White has been quoted towards the Ars Anal lot, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's their pulling power. Yeah. And, and they they quoted they quoted him fifty mil for for him fifty mil and basically they don't want to sell Lamptey for for any cheaper than fifty mil. <laughs> so yeah, that is um that's what this thing says. Uh, what kind of money tax. is that, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> English tax, Potter tax as well. You could argue. Um, yeah, apparently apparently Potter had a promise that they weren't going to sell some of the best players. So I think if they are going to sell them. Um, it's got to be top dollar. Um, he, they've got to make the money basically to to justify it. Because apparently he was given a promise by Brian's board that they won't sell the top players. I like Lamptey. Um, I, I was hoping we got him first up before he went to Brian because I knew once he gets to Brian, um, <clears throat> just from you know watching some of the younger football ages, I knew he was going to be a, a special talent. Um, <clears throat> Fifty million is a lot though. Um, for an undersized player. And I think you've got to really build your defence to accommodate the fact that he is undersized. Um, you can't avoid that. Um, but in terms of him as an actual talent, he's, he's definitely got what I would prefer at our club, especially over the, op- the current options. Boy, yeah, maybe Dan Byrne comes in the package still. <laughs> <Get that hurt. laughs> was, was, was he injured for quite a bit of last season as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, the, the end, the, the last like four months away, not four months, maybe a little bit less. They yeah, got injured, hamstring, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. Look, I, I look, I like Lampton. I, I think he, I think he is an actual. Um, I think he's a good talent, to be honest with you. But yes. uh, my again, it's a, it's just a big problem that I have. Like, defense wins championships. Offense gets you through games, isn't it? Like, it's it's kind of like the same thing that you hear in basketball like it's it's just it's just the end or be of most team sports and we haven't had a good defense for like nearly three seasons it's coming to that point like i know people are going to say toby like somebody freaking punch up that you bruv like punch up the whole defense we need a top tier center back that's the first thing we need to get out of the way like if we go in for somebody like Lamptey, yes, I don't want to spend him 50 million, but, but, and I say this with a big but, if we did go in for somebody like Lamptey, he better be in a defence that has like an actual top tier centre-back. So for argument's sake, I'm just going to say Skriniar because that's who I want. So if we got Skriniar, Lamptey on the right, and another centre-back, because I'm not dealing with him being paired with Sanchez or freaking... Uh, Dio or even Toby, another centre back, a younger centre back, Roden. Yeah, I'll take that. Like, I'll actually take that. Like, and I'll be like, all right, cool, let's start seeing where this is going. Yeah, because I feel like Skriniar can organise the defensive line. Roden is a good enough young talent that he hopefully can develop over time. And Lamptey has that good recovery pace that doesn't install fear when I see somebody break through the back line 
um, that he won't get caught by one of our defenders. So I, I just, I just feel like some of the prices that get quoted for these English talents is ridiculous because I don't feel like they've done enough to even earn. I know the English tax is crazy, but like we're talking fifty million for Ben White and Lamptey. That's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think I don't think Rodon's ready for a, a Premier League season yet. I don't, I don't know. I like him. I think he's and like even watching him for Wales. I think he's got a lot about him. But if we do bring in like a, a screen yard, then I would I would look at someone like Anderson from Fulham. Um, yeah, as the younger option to go next to him. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then you have Rodon and Tanganga to back him up. Toby uh, probably still knocking around. Santos and Dyer can do whatever they want. I don't care. They can um, skate, man. <laughs> <laughs> whatever in it, whatever they want to do. Um, Lamptey, Lamptey's good as, as a fullback. He's good as a wing back. He, he'll be a better wing back than number two, um, who we brought in thinking he was going to be a revolutionary wing back. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, I mean, Lamptey's a good option, but that price tag is steep. But again, I think Brighton also know they're coming to the big boys and saying, "You better pay me my pay me my money." Do you know what I mean? Because they want to stick around. You know, and they'll go and reinvest it. They'll get, you know, another talent from an academy or whatever, and you know, Potter will keep going. See, when 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 I hear this money talk, it does piss me off because we had the super super league, super 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 league lined up, and everyone threw a wobbly, and there's three three teams that are still in it and still getting to play in UEFA competitions. So. All of you motherfuckers bitched and moaned about absolutely nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Because of this Brexit stupidity. Like, that's what I put it down to, innit? Like, oh, my football back British. Like, shut up. Like, at the end of the day, we are well and truly fucked financially because of these type of decisions. It's like, that was our gateway. So a Lamptey for 45 million wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a, a, a drop in the... In the ocean, do you get what I mean? Like, it's really, really, really frustrating because, as far as I'm concerned, you pay whatever it costs to to get the players that you're you're in the market for, especially in this market, because ultimately, the the risk of missing out on that player entirely, especially for the position that we're in, is going to be more devastating than the financial footfall of paying the cost. Um, I don't think we need two centre-backs. I do just think we need one top-quality one. Um, and then we need to look elsewhere in the team to source ways to improve because, yeah, the squad as a, as a, as a, as a whole needs to find a way to protect the defence anyway, and that's going to be through midfield. We need a dedicated, uh, defensive-minded midfielder. We don't need someone to just sit and play little sideways passes unless we're going down the route of maintaining possession and playing on the front foot. But that's a story for another day because I have no idea what Gattuso is going to bring. Hey, Gattuso yeah. does like possession, apparently. Fair enough. Fair enough. He also uh, doesn't like... He also doesn't like a lot of things. Mm. So, uh, he doesn't yeah. like... Food, so. It doesn't outweigh anything else, <laughs> to be fair. Exactly. Yes, um... exactly. But, but yeah, man, for, for the most part, I'm pessimistic. Um... I don't say that much, but I just need to see some sort of movement, some sort of like clear and defined decision making. Because at this moment in time, this shit is tedious. I want to watch the Nets win a championship 
And that's about all my sporting commitments over the course of this summer. Turkey is shit. England is shit. <laughs> the Nets are good. Yeah. Catch me Shout on. Shout out to Courtside, Fracker. <laughs> Shout out to Courtside. <laughs> Shout out to Courtside, man. Shout out to Courtside. <laughs> Boy, and even as an optimist myself, I might actually have to get into that new sport. I might even get into test cricket at this point. Hey, listen, it's, don't do that to yourself, uh, Owen. Test cricket will have you sleeping by tea time. You know what I'm saying? As part of, of my contractual obligations here, I've also uh, signed to uh, courtside. They don't know it yet, but I have. <laughs> um, I'll be joining Ty on the Nets because that's a winning team. And Kevin Durant. Lives up to what he needs to do. Um, as for as for touchline frackers, yeah, I will, I will fulfill my obligations. <laughs> well, while we're talking about ballers and winners, I know we've we've not had a pod since it happened, but shout out to Christian Eriksen, man. Prayers up for that guy because that was a scary moment. And to be honest, I don't think any of us ever want to relive that. But no. I'm just glad he's on the mend. I hope him and his family are content. I hope that he bows off into the sunset, to be perfectly honest, and just lives a good life. Because, boy, if if there's ever a moment to let you know that sport doesn't mean anything outside of entertainment and and a bit of a a bit of a check for some of these men, that that's one of the ones that proves it, isn't it? Like we, yeah. we romanticize it and all of that stuff, but it just lets me know that, like. My support for him goes far, far beyond football at this point. Like, mm. I just want him to be healthy, happy, and rest up, man. No, I'm glad that he's pulled through um, because it was uh, I didn't actually get to see it. Um, I'm glad that I didn't because I, was, I, I distinctly remember the uh, um, Wamba one. Wamba, yeah, yeah, and uh, that, yeah, that that ripped off my whole season. I actually didn't watch uh, football for the rest of the season after I saw that. So, kind of glad that I didn't actually get to see what happened with Ericsson and I'm even more glad that he pulled through. And uh, they're they're talking positive things right now. I have heard some stuff about um, they're fitting in with a heart heart mix. Yeah. Yeah, Announced so that today what he's to be fitted with a heart starter. Yeah, that's it. A heart starter. Fit with a, a um, what is called an implantable cardioverter defibrillator. So it's, it's an ICD device. So I'm not sure if you guys remember last year, Daily Blind had a situation where um, at training um, he basically passed out, and then they did lots of like sort of cardiac tests on him and found that he basically was suffering from what we call like arrhythmias or what we call irregular heart rhythm so um he electively had um, this implantable cardioverter defibrillator inserted and he's actually been playing ever since so essentially what these devices do they basically had two jobs they work as a defibrillator and then they, they work as a pacemaker so they basically monitor the heart rate and your heart rhythm to make sure that they work at certain they're working basically how they should be working and then if there is a situation whereby your, your your rhythm is irregular or abnormal, it will then shock your heart from the device internally to be able to get your heart back into a rhythm. So it's it's probably the safest thing for him. And this, if he wants to continue playing football, that's probably going to be the device that he uses to get back into football. Because um, there are a number of players, actually, not just Daily Blind, who have them at the moment. Um, wow. That's, wow. That's probably going to be the device that they're probably going to... Um, they're probably going to... Give him when, when he when he recovers, yeah. So 
Amazing, amazing shout out. I missed the NHS key worker there, tops. That's yeah, smashed out the part. I didn't understand what it was. So I was trying to read up on it then, but as eloquently told by yourself, that was um, that's beautiful. And yeah, shout outs to him, man. Like, whether he ends up playing football again or not, the most important thing is he gets to go back to his family, and that I'm I could not be more elated about that, to be honest. Yeah, <clears throat> but man. That's um I guess we're gonna have to round off the pods with um just what was gonna be um more of an interesting subject before today's news, but our fixture lists came out the other day. Um whether we do end up appointing this uh piece of shit human or not, we we have to by contractual obligement watch these games suffer through these games. Our first six consist of Manchester City at home, Wolves away, Watford at home, Palace away, Chelsea and Arsenal both at home. So a fair few London derbies. We don't really leave London other than uh, playing Wolves away. Um, Gattuso, like being in charge of all of those games. He might even resign by the the Arsenal home game. Who knows? How do we feel about those? (laughs) That fixture list is fucked up, man. I was excited about this fixture list with uh, (laughs) Tucker in charge. I can't lie. Uh, Now it's all up in the air. um, Regarding the fixture list, I'd like to say that um, I, I won't be watching none of the games. Because it doesn't uh, go with my contractual obligations. I need to find He's out. He's just rewriting his own contract. Human sons should be taking a leave out of your book right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking uh, to I need to know if Tozen's going to these games that are still. Wow. Um, <laughs> i £80. To an eighty pound and uncooked burger. Oh, it's not worth it. Oh, <laughs> not worth it. Bro. man. It had to be you, bro. Season ticket holders must be mad. Right. You mad. That 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 fixture list. You know what? I was gonna say it was bad to us at Chelsea's. Chelsea's first six games. Oh my god. Yeah, no, nah, ours is bad because our team's bad. So the hope is like, what? Uh, City. That's a loss. We're probably gonna hold like seven in that one, yeah. And then Kane gets sold after that game because he's not playing against us. Um, who we got next? Watford. Watford, yeah. Danny Watford's the third game. Watford's the yeah. third game. Okay, so yeah. the next two, the next two are gonna be drawn. Uh, we'll be losing, and we will obviously equalize. And then who we got after that? Arsenal. Arsenal's the derby, right? Yeah, you got Palace away, then Chelsea, Arsenal at home. Okay, so Palace away. Yeah, we're losing that. 2-1. Saha. Uh Chelsea. We're holding we're holding a stinker. Uh, but we'll probably draw nil-nil. Uh, but we'll get panned for 90 minutes. Uh, and then Arsenal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't care how bad Spurs ever get in my life. I'm <laughs> never going to say that them crud piece of doo-doos across the road. Should ever beat us, we're going to find them. 
across the park. Ooh. Yeah, I'll go with a 2 1 victory. It's a fight yeah. card written already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in, I won't be watching none of these games because they're not part of my contractual obligations. Yeah. As due to my new my new contract that I have rewritten, I support the Nets. Oh, man. Damn. Yeah, I well, know, I lost. Doesn't look promising, man. I lost six. We don't know who's going to be in charge of it, as it stands, without jinxing or unjinxing anything. Um, to be honest, on paper, it looks quite favourable. Uh, we got Brighton at home, Brentford away. Leicester at home, Liverpool away, then Burnley at home and Norwich away. The Liverpool game is on my birthday, man, so I'm going to be miserable. <laughs> I will cry if I want to. That's that's how, that's the energy. But no, uh, fixture list for me is, is always a funny one because like, you can predict as much as you want, but they always end up throwing some spanners in the works. We either win games we shouldn't and lose spectacularly when we should be comfortable. So we'll see what happens. But boy, oh boy, it's not it's, it's not nice looking at it without a manager. Boy, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even the most optimistic of people, it, it's just not looking bleak. My my hope for the start of this season, especially, is all but gone. If anyone was to arranging new Spurs order protest for each of these uh, first home games. Well, count me, count me in. I'll be schlepping up from Crawley, pheasants in hand, protesting <laughs> for the whole time. <laughs> this, this is this is truly in the mud. Um, I can only hope that um, Levy stays as reactive as he has been recently to fans' protests and uh, fans' disappointment. Because honestly, this this could not be be going any worse right now. Um, there was there was rumours initially when Fonseca was announced that oh he might change his mind because of the fans' disapproval. But like, if you're, <laughs> and remember when the players thought they had second thoughts and uh, concerns about Conte joining. <laughs> what I don't know what's going on, boys. I don't like. It's it's well and truly in the mud. As I say, count me in for the protests. We're going to be signing out again, uh, listeners. Do check out fans live for the rest of the Euros. The Discord is also popping off, not just for the England games, but we do have the England Scotland game coming up, and I'm sure it's going to absolutely go off on that. And uh, thank you for once again listening to our pain. It's been wonderful. It's been emotional. New Spurs order out. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! Podcast Network.